I thought we were going to end on, you know, a happy note, like here are all the women Mike would like to have sex with. That's a positive <laughs> note. And instead, we're, we're back. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Empire Records. Yay! Just let me introduce you to everybody. Uh, this is uh, Gina, Roy, Lucas, AJ. The staff of Empire Records had the coolest jobs on earth. Do you think the story is already written? Or do you think a bold and courageous act can change the course of history? Something happened to me last night in Atlantic City. Did you win anything? No, I did not. But Lucas blew it. Everyone knew it. You're gonna buy Empire? Well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> the money is gone. Where's it going to? I think it's recirculating. We're turning us into a music town? I have to pay for what Mr. Brilliant here did. I'm the idiot. You're the screw-up, and we are all losers. Now, five friends have one day to decide what to do with the rest of their lives. AJ loves Corey, not the whole story. Today is the day that I'm going to tell Corey how I feel about her. That I, uh... Love her. Yeah. Do you think that it's possible for someone to be in love with someone else and not even know it? In this life, there are nothing but possibilities. That is so sweet. I think I'm going to barf. Corey wants Rex first time at sex. Hey, Rex, what happened to your hair? I will offer myself to Rex Manning. Ah! I wish I could be brave, more brave. I have to bring Rex's lunch. I'm bringing Rex's lunch! Mark's raging mad. Best day he's had. Just like this! Help me, help me, help me. If I was in a band, they would not be doing this to me. Deb shaved her head and made out she was dead. I tried to kill myself with a lady bit. Just your typical nutty teenager. You did have hair, right? I was tired of being invisible. Gina did it again, this time to a friend. You get smarter the shorter your skirt gets. I want to sing in a band, but I don't have the guts. Is this how your life's going to be now? You're just going to screw every husband? I'm starving! Want to know more? Check out the store. Empire Records open till midnight. This is Mark. Midnight! Empire Records. Featuring the music of Better Than Ezra, Gin Blossoms, Ape Hangers, Evan Dando, Toad the Wet Sprocket, and the Cranberries. What is wrong with you people? Rock and roll. Sorry. So the last one. Good, because did you read my letterbox review of this one, Empire Records? Do you want to know where I'm uh, coming from on this? Why, why, don't, why don't you read it? Because this I was the offensive did, one. I, I probably blacked it out. Like this was the offensive one, not Reality Bites, where I was just like, Steve's on, he's awesome, he rules, everybody knows it. Uh, I don't know who would be offended by that, and I don't want to know them if they are. Um, all right, hitting my tab again. So stupid. I have to hit the tab just for me. Gave it a half star. This is a rewatch. I've oh. seen this movie. <laughs> You're hurt already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've seen it probably 80 to 100 times because when I worked at the video, uh, video store in the 90s, this was a PG 13 movie, which is kind of strange to me given, you know, there's certain sequences, but we, <laughs> that was the only rule as far as what you could put on the, the multiple screens in the store. It couldn't be R rated. So. There are certain like Truman shows, one that I've seen a lot because it was PG. So I would, you know, I'm like, I like that movie. I'll throw it on. So I unfortunately have heard Truman shows like a audio book more than I've actually seen it because it's just playing on the speakers <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same goes for empire records, uh, which is why I had a lot of time to think about you know the music and how I feel pretty did it better. Um, 
here's my review, Dave. So we'll set. Let's just set the stages where I'm coming from, having being an expert on this film. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> it's a lot like Rent, in that a group of young layabouts bitch and moan when they are asked to do the bare minimum. Except there's no AIDS, though I wish these characters did have AIDS. Oh Jesus! Hi. <sighs> I got no likes on my letterbox. Weird. Or <laughs> <laughs> that you're like wishing AIDS on people. Like not, fictional not characters. Fictional. I didn't say the actors or the people involved. I'm sure, you know, they had, well, I don't know if they had the best intentions, but they had some intentions to make a buck. But, you know, the characters. Give them something to talk about, to scream about. Jesus, Mike. Look, don't Jesus me. I had forgotten, even though I'd seen this a hundred times, there's a breakdown moment that is like the, the infamous like Saved by the Bell episode where it's like Liv Tyler and Elizabeth Berkeley <laughs> are both on speed. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This is another one that is now like seemingly like a beloved like cult classic. Yes. And I remember when it came out, it was, well, I mean, it was like a box office failure, like didn't even like release in like most of the country, I don't think. But it was treated as... Oh, that's stupid trash. Like that's like, you know, <laughs> that is meant for teenagers, but teenagers didn't watch it. So it's kind of meant for nobody, but I'm guessing, unfortunately, and I was a part of this, I contributed to the rise of this as a cult classic because in my video store, it played hundreds of times <laughs> because the people I worked with loved it. They all loved this movie and they couldn't understand why I hate it. They're like, Oh, you like, you like mall rats. Why don't you like this? And I just was like, it's a weird comparison. Actually, it's a pretty apt comparison, but go yeah, on. <laughs> it's like, same year, isn't it? I think they're the same. Like they might have been like a month apart, but I actually agree with Dave. Even though Jessica was like kind of coming to my defense as far as pulling, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I fuck remember... you, Mike. <laughs> well, now we're back to the natural way of things. Ah, uh, yes, here we but, are. <laughs> as teenage video store clerk, Mike, I was like Dave, and I was like, no, they're nothing alike. What the fuck are you talking about? That is terrible. Mallrats, Empire Records, totally different. I can wow. see how they're sort of aimed at the same. No, audience, I'm sorry. So. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand. We that. don't have to go into that. We can talk about it separately. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? How they're not the same and they are the same. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy talking about Marrats, so you may actually get me like, you know, <laughs> not a having a heart attack. <laughs> As do I. Um, Empire Records. I don't think this fits. You know, it's another ensemble movie for us, Dave, on this podcast. So, That's but there true. is only one real romance i guess i mean there are it seems like there are other like flirtations and you can kind of read into the other characters are kind of like attached like you have you know strangely joe the the manager of the store he gets asked out to dinner at the end and it's just like oh did i miss something you know it's just a happy ending like it just seems like happy endings in this movie kind of fall into their laps because it's a 24-hour story it's just as like a life and a day at this record store where a ton of crazy shit happens i love the mistake that you just made instead of saying a day in the life you said a life in the day Did I? which which just feels shows like it. like your experience <laughs> watching this movie. like oh god it just never ends taking so long oh it is a it's the a brutal slip slip that is brutal slip um so if if we're going to talk about him too much which I, I guess we will at some point you have aj uh played by a guy who i don't johnny whitworth what did he see my what did he go on to do the rainmaker Jesus. Uh, well, he was a handsome enough young guy. Uh, I hope things turned out for him. Oh, he was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. There you go. Yes. And and the Rainmaker. 
and Liv Tyler. So she's playing uh, Corey, and that's who we're supposed to root to get together. But do they speak for the first 45 minutes? Do they have one conversation with each other? Or is this like the opposite of the Bechdel test, where it's a guy <laughs> talking about her to okay. everyone else except her? Like, Yep. Yep. Yeah, they don't really I, – I think honestly – and you know you know that I love this movie. I've watched it many, many times. I still don't know that. I still uh, don't believe it. I, I love it. I love it. I've watched it many, many times. Uh, and I actually – you know, we talk uh, about like when you saw these movies. I didn't see this till I was in college. So I didn't even like – I can't even blame the like, oh, I saw – I was in high school and that, that really affected me. Like, nope, I saw this as an adult and still, still love it. But I will say that that is the one part of the movie I think that works the least is this – is this romance that's going on in the background. And a lot of it, I think, is because of what you just brought up, is that she is so focused on, you know, hopefully banging Rex Manning. That, no, no, like, no. She is, no, 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 no. Not only just that, but losing her virginity. Yeah, like, yeah. But she doesn't talk so about stupid. AJ so much until the midpoint of the movie, maybe. And AJ is just, like, so, so focused on her. And you're just like, I'm trying to get why, other than she's beautiful. Like this is the, I don't think the movie really does much of the work of showing why she's so amazing. I think you get more of the work between her and her friend than you do her and AJ. Jessica, I'm tapping you in because I, I just have, I just have bile and it's just like hate. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let me just preface this by saying, um, if my life was that day, I'd be a happy camper. So like, I love that it's just a drop in of like a random eventful day in a random eventful store. I kind of love that it has almost nothing to do with anything because little tiny pieces of humanity are brought forth within that circumstance. And one of those things that I love is, and actually in comparison to reality bites, like they say over and over again, she says like, oh, Troy, you're my best friend and I don't want to lose your friendship. I don't think I've seen him ever be nice to her until he <laughs> takes her out on that walk. So it's like they do a lot to try to establish these characters and that they're close, but I don't buy that they're actually friends. Where in the, like, as with the case with um, Empire Records, like everybody is already set up with backstories that is almost like, there's almost no explanation for any of them because we don't need it because it's just a, you know, a quick snapshot of a day in the life. So it's like, clearly they have a history and I don't think it's really the, I don't think that the film needs to explain its art to you, Dave or Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that, fantastic. <laughs> well, there's a few things. These quarters down and we're just going to go. And we're it. just going to fucking go because the excellent thing point. Is that Dave. They're, they're glued on the, they're glued on the floor and that's how it is. He's in love with her. And he's her best friend. And that's just kind of how it is. We don't need to see the exposition of that because it's not necessary. It's not what the story's there to tell. There's so little chemistry between these two that when they finally do uh, have their kiss at the end, like I actually forgot. I'm like, wait, do they actually kiss? Because they, they like hash it out. Spoiler alert for Empire Records. That, you know, the, the boy that never talks to the girl uh, eventually wins over the girl by, I don't even say being persistent, by like asking once like and then getting shot down and then just working the rest of his shift i guess and by <laughs> working the rest of his shift i mean there's a line in the you should film. love this it rewards hard work just do your job oh yeah sure <laughs> yeah i i couldn't keep track of like you would see characters clock in with their old timey like little clock which i i thought like 
they probably just have a schedule and they're like, did you come in or not? Because I don't think I'm trying to imagine Joe looking at it. Like, did you punch in? Nope. Nope. Don't see that. Uh, you have AJ. Joe has a boss too. Well, AJ. Yeah. 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 That guy would totally check the time clock. I guarantee (laughs) <laughs> that guy's I don't know. Jerk. By the end of the film, he's just like, oh, I don't actually like music. I'll sell it to you at a discount. And I'm like, he doesn't even sound like a good businessman either. It's like, who are you? Who are these people? AJ, <laughs> when I accuse them of being layabouts that need to have AIDS to have something to talk about, <laughs> was uh, he... A suicide attempt isn't enough for you to talk about? We have to have mm, AIDS? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's revealed as, you know, it wasn't much of a suicide attempt, which I like that. I like that the character... That's actually the only character I kind of like is... Uh, uh, I forget, what is her name? Deb. Uh, Robin, uh, I like the shaved head look. I like, you know, I like, you know, I like that a lot of her stuff. She just tries to keep to herself and it's these other idiots that keep trying to draw it out <laughs> of her. And I'm just like, just leave it. Just leave it alone. Like, she's fine. The rest of you are horrible. Um, Lucas says that. She's fine. She's amazing. I don't like Lucas at all. Uh, Lucas like is he's... the best part. <laughs> he's the best part of the movie. Let if me you don't like to... Lucas, it's going to be really painful. Watching. Yeah, because he like, he's a, you know he you know breaks the fourth wall to be like welcome to this movie, and I'm like oh god, it's like a cir-. like <laughs> Jessica said this would be like you know a great life, and I'm like this is a circle of hell. If I was like, like five <laughs> seconds into this movie before you turned on it, like oh god, here we go. Lucas uh, sets his day in motion by taking the the you know the drawer the nine thousand dollars this you know, apparently struggling business made in a day. And I'm like, well, this sounds pretty good to me. Like they have nine grand that they're going to deposit. And he, uh, he, you know, he tries to bet it all to like, you know, do his own version of the grand gesture and like save the business, save his friends. Fine. Whatever. But he's the closer. <laughs> he's the closer. Uh, this, you know, saint of a boss basically just wants him to say what, how did you fuck me? Like, I know it happened clearly. <laughs> Can you just tell me what you did? And Lucas, like, he's like Troy from Reality Bites. He just spews nonsense and Research speaks in riddles. Bike. And you have <laughs> you have AJ, who's <laughs> opened the store, gluing quarters on the floor, on the rug. <laughs> and poor Joe's like, hey, look, this asshole uh, lost all the money. Can you close tonight? He's like, but I opened. And I'm like, are you working right now? Like, what is this? What you like? But Joe, <laughs> I put in a hard half hour here, gluing quarters on the floor. I hate all of these people, except the one with the shaved head. I have a question for you. Did you work retail? Well, yeah, well the, the only reason I've seen this hundred times. Because I'm just like, uh, this is just working retail. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. People not really retail. doing their jobs. People don't really want to be there. Well, they just want to hang out. Like, this is like. I don't think I ever, like, when I worked at the video store, for instance, I, you know, if I was actually on the clock and we didn't have an old timey little punch card, but if I showed up for my shift and. You know, my boss, the owner, who rarely did come in, which was, you know, that's the best type of, like, minimum yeah. wage job is just have, like, sort of an absentee owner of the business. But if he did come in and I was in the middle of an aisle as people were, like, trying to check out something, you know, fantastic like Reality Bites, and I'm gluing quarters to the floor and they're like, hey, can you uh, close night? And I'd be like, busy. I'm busy here. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is fantasy material of like that lifestyle where like yes. the owner, the you know, manager here uh, is like a fatherly figure. He's like legitimately a father figure to the Lucas character uh, and to everyone else. Uh, he steps aside and is like, you know, do you need to talk? Do I need to check in with you? Is everything you're doing a good job? He is a saint, but it's, 
and I, I guess that's one thing I can appreciate about the film is that it's not every like old person here is like against them. Like the man right. is, the man is legitimately just this, you know, figure to drive them to do something. And by do something, I mean, do their jobs. Like don't steal money from the business <laughs> and just check people out when, when you're having a fake funeral. It's sort of a glorified daycare for like teenagers and 20 somethings. And I, I don't know if that's a good, I don't think I, you know, I don't want that out there in the world. I don't want this. <laughs> the grumpy old man returns. <laughs> no fun. You're here to work. <laughs> well, okay. What, uh, like, you know, is, is there like a legitimate arc that either one of you like, like, you know, it's a very heightened 24 hours. One character starting from here and ending up there. Is there something about this, you know, little weird family and community that you really like? If there is one particular character, and please just let's just keep it to one apiece because <laughs> this movie is legitimately terrible. <sighs> My God, I just feel like I want to cry. Don't don't do that because we don't have a Joe around to like check in and be like, "You're fine. You're doing <laughs> oh, a good job. Joe. Don't listen to don't listen to them." I don't think that you can have an arc in 24 hours, but if you did it would probably be mm, what do you say dave i think gina? it's gina it's gina yeah yep. gina yep yeah yep. that's what i was thinking but who gets slut shamed like for almost the entirety of the runtime and then <laughs> Liv tyler's just like yeah you're all right yeah, you're a cool kid. You're, you're all right. And I'm like, I no, you, you said well, some pretty vile things her, to like, her. Her getting over her fears and going and performing on the rooftop and singing. Yeah. Like, that is a, I didn't like a that big part moment for her. Oh, that's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is like the one thing uh, that I don't like about the soundtrack of this movie. Like online, I kind of talked about both these movies. Whatever you think of them have great soundtracks. They're fantastic time capsule soundtracks. Uh, the one bad part about the soundtrack of this movie is the version of Sugar High that they release is not the version with Renee Zellweger singing. Thank God. Uh, Thank which God. is so good. It's so good. It's fantastic. Dave, you were just wrong. Dave, can I interject and just like tell a really random little tangential but related story? Yes. Yes. Do it. So my own little grand gesture, um, I have the exact same feeling as you where it's like why is the like movie version of sugar high not on the soundtrack and it drove me absolutely crazy so this is what 2000 2002 or so and i'm graduating high school and i'm dating this guy and i have no concept of technology and almost no one does at this point and he knows that i want that version of sugar high and it's not available anywhere so he actually like <laughs> put a microphone up against his television I and recorded it and then transferred it digitally to a mix CD that he put as the last song on the very first mix CD that he ever made for me. Wow. And it's the real fucking version of Sugar High. And I was like, I move. love you. I love you forever. Like, it's a good move. A well done. Move. Well done, guy. Just, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> well done. His name is Antonio Ant. You're my boy, Blue. And he did way more than uh, AJ did here, which is... Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> on the on that note, because uh, I don't I don't agree with uh, Renee Selwiger's <laughs> version here. Like maybe it's the hand movement that just is very off putting to me. But I don't Jeez. know. It just so feels judgmental. Like, it just feels like she's just caterwauling like at the front, and it's like <laughs> people she just... is, and it's beautiful. You old bastard. <laughs> I think people would just walk around like a wide berth, like I talked about earlier. <laughs> so, you know, avoid Whoa. that. Whatever's going on there. Uh, they work in a record store and they don't seem to like like music 
what are you talking really? about? What movie did you watch? Right? They literally opened the movie with them arguing about who gets to play their choice of music. Like, that is the, the highlight of their day. <laughs> like, like, the music that they pick throughout the film generally is, like, not even of its, like, time. Which is, I think, was weird to me. Like, especially watching this with, like, you know, Reality Bites, where that's, like, such a plot point. Uh, where Ben Stiller, like, you know, the first time that they have any sort of, like, you know, physical romantic interaction. It, like, that's a huge, like, line in the sand. Like, he played what? Like, that's Frampton. that's Peter Frampton? Yeah, like, what an asshole. And here, other than, I guess, the Ethan Embry character, who I understand, like, he has a dream sequence with Gore, I can be like, okay, that's that fits with that. With who? With who? Gore? Isn't it Gore? G-W-A-R? <laughs> I, just, I just love your pronunciation of it. It's great. How do you yeah. pronounce it? It's not even, like, a real Gwar. word. Gwar. Gwar? Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm or sorry. Or if you're eating brownies, you go quarter. <laughs> yeah. See, I the, the way Jessica did it, I'm assuming is like it's like the appropriate <laughs> way to do it. Like, uh, like how do you how do you say like the is it like Thulu or whatever? Cthulhu is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, but in the lore, you're not even supposed to be able uh, to like pronounce it, right? Nerd. Yes. Don't play that. Nerd. Exactly. Don't play that dork card on me. Like, there's no proper way to pronounce it. That's in Gene the text. Jesus. <laughs> Both of you, you've watched Empire. Actually, I've watched Empire Records too many times. I've seen it more than both of you, and that's probably why I'm the only sensible one You have not seen it more here. than me. There's but no way. The songs they play are like what they're into. Like first off, like you do have some characters that eventually are like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking asshole." Like his music sucks. But like even you know Guar or however you say it, <laughs> even that guy is like, "Oh, it's Rex Manning Day." Like, oh, awesome. And I'm like, what? what kid his age is just going to be like, Oh, cool. Like fucking Billy Joel's coming to play in our record store. And it's 2019. <laughs> they, they'd be, who are you talking about? What is this <laughs> piano man? I don't know who that is. They don't seem to be like, I don't know if they're, they're It's like, it was written like to take place at any point in time and not take place in the mid nineties, which is strange to me, especially watching it as a double feature with reality bites where that is like the generational line in the sand is like very important. First of all, no one likes Rex Manning except for Liv Tyler in that movie. Eh, Gina likes him. And the chick who likes sings at him. No, Gina <laughs> does not like him. She's just rooting for her friend to get laid. But I mean, I just meant she likes him later. When... <laughs> uh, that's a symptom. Like, look deeper. My God. <laughs> On the coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anywho, I think the ultimate thing, we need to get back on track, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) There's no track on this episode. I was going to say. What what is Joe playing? Is he playing like a Kiss song? What is he playing? Like the sequences, it's almost like the filmmakers are like, we know we're making this in the mid 90s. Well, he's drumming along with ACDC, right? Okay, there you go. And it's like, you know, they they have their little dance sequence. And it's like, I had forgotten this, but I thought like, okay, he goes in his room plays his drums, old man, right? And he's like sort of parent figure to all these young kids. <laughs> I thought, oh, they're immediately going to make fun of him. No, it's like they do their little like, you know, Chicago routine where they, you know, they <laughs> grab a cushion and start dancing around. And I'm like, <laughs> was this like made by old people to make them like feel better about their own tastes? It it would, <laughs> it would be like if dazed and confused, like suddenly they broke out into like a Gatsby party or something. And it's like, I'm cool with this too. Like, you know, my and also old... there's a, there's a connection to dazed and confused in this movie, by the way. There sure is. Unfortunately. Yes. Lucas 
It's yeah, also no. Days of Confused. So. Yeah, I liked him better when he was smarter than Days of Confused. <laughs> and you, you guys know that Renee Zellweger is in both the movies we're talking about. Oh, does she, uh, does she have a part in uh, Reality Bites? Yeah, she's the chick that he hooks up with right in the middle, like right in the beginning that he throws her number oh, away. Oh, you're right. Gina, yeah, that's right. Gina strikes yeah. again. <laughs> Good for Gina. Right? Good for Gina. Damn it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think anything really about this. This works. You know, the the it feels fake. It feels like just like. Like I said, it was made by old people for young people who rejected it at the time, <laughs> and then <laughs> they waited until they got old, and then they scooped it back up again. And they're like, "We like this now." <laughs> so it's like it was like lost in time in the mid nineties. Uh, I don't know. I would just watch like singles or something, which is weird because singles is about like middle aged people, and it feels like it encapsulate, encapsulates more of what this, this time is the most like thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> So here is here's what I'll say. The the people I think uh the young people who really, really liked this movie came out, because there was like a small segment of kids who really, really liked this movie. And it was the kids who were crazy about music, who wanted to work in a in a music Tower store that, that that wasn't Tower Records, that wasn't the warehouse, that wasn't this like big See, corporation. They wanted the mom and pop experience but where doesn't you could, this look you like could a play Tower your own Records? music. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely right. It's it's in between, right? Like they wanted the the kind of the size and the scope of a big record store that was owned by this giant company, but then that didn't have that oversight, right? Which doesn't really exist. Like you're either one or another. You're like a whole amoeba. Thing. <clears throat> Are you? Sorry. Yeah, but amoeba even even amoeba <laughs> has more than one location. It's not, and true. they have a parent company that watches over them. They Very do true. try to like, they do try to like, you know give the the attitude of like no we are the kind of mom and pop store and they are in some ways where you can kind of play music that you know you know the big music companies would never want you to play in their stores and kind of you know really push that envelope and those kids really wanted to work in a store like this and when i watched it i was like yeah that would be i would work in that store that'd be great i'd work at empire records that sounds amazing uh but you know i i don't think this movie was ever going to be a hit this is not a movie that was going to make a hundred million dollars. Like this is not that kind of movie. It was going to be for a certain type of person and they would really connect with it, which is why it kind of got its cult status. And I don't think it's because, you know, people got old and then they started to like it. I think it's because like there is a very small segment of people who really, really liked it and held on to it and then told all their friends, Hey, you got to watch this movie, which is how I came to it. Those are terrible people. Just terrible. Like it's like a disease, really. It's like this is a version of like outbreak or something. Except like it's AIDS. Records. That, are we back to that? Well, <laughs> unfortunately, they don't have anything you know, worthy of singing about in this. But we do have Gina feeling good that you know she can't sing. You know, I mean, it seemed very important to, <laughs> to Jesse to have that version of it. So it was. I can't knock that, but I can knock just Still about is. everything. Everything in this movie. It's just I don't know. It just feels like kind of fake and put upon like even like the romance too like i, I wish the romance wasn't in this at all i i don't like the the big Liv tyler like i want to lose my virginity to a celebrity like it just makes her seem although it is a grand gesture i mean that's... <laughs> well, i don't even understand what happened in that sequence like in the, in my memory he she... wanted it to be romantic and amazing and he's a pig that's what happened <laughs> is he a pig I, yes. like, no i way. mean from her perspective when she wants this like 
amazing moment. And to him, this is just another groupie, but that's not what it is to her. So to her, she is a, he is a pig. No, I forgot. I forgot. He actually like, first off, he's like, everything looks good. This is, this is great. Thank you. You know, for the accommodation sits down to eat. And he's like, uh, you're kind of staring at me a little bit there. And then (laughs) she like takes off her clothes and he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like he's not even put down his fork yet. And he's like, uh, (laughs) I forgot that he asked that many times, like, uh, to leave or like, uh, okay. Are you you sure you want to have, (laughs) <laughs> you know, consensual sex here. And she's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Can't you tell? Like, you know, I'm not a cute girl at all. Well, and doing her big thing and he unzips his pants. And I swear, I thought, I was like, okay, he did something else. Cause I'm listening to this in the video store, which is great family material with little Rex Manning, just <laughs> pulling out the hog. And, Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure, like That's hearing great. it, I'm like, he does something like really offensive. And then I watched this. I'm like, so he just, after asking, multiple times if this is something you're for sure you want to do he unzips his pants she's already undressed and i'm and then she freaks out this is a dumb character like it's not (laughs) dumb for her to necessarily like change her mind but it's like i didn't understand why the film then got so vindictive with the rex man character and treating him like he's scum of the earth like because in that situation with a possible groupie i mean what what more do you want him to do (laughs) <laughs> except, except go through the, the process of like this doesn't seem like a cool thing to do but i guess if you really want to we can i was gonna eat my lunch in peace but you're now undressing in front of me so i guess i'll do it because he's always been a pig no one as previously discussed no one likes him except for her and she i don't think it means he's a pig Gina. right it just oh, no, means that his music sucks that's how no, i read he, it He's acting like a dick to his uh, manager the whole time. He's like kind of being an asshole to everyone who's coming up, like saying little things under his breath and <laughs> like, oh my God, I don't like that chair. I don't like the like, chair. He's, yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> like he, he's an let me, asshole. Let me uh, and, go to another great uh, rom-com that we should actually be covering. Uh, it's one of my favorite lines from Jerry Maguire is when Jerry is like drunk and like, you know, talking to Gina's little kid, you know, in an alternate <laughs> universe. And he's talking about his dad. And how he could never understood his dad, like, doing the same boring job for the rest of his life. And, like, I guess finally asked him as an adult, like, you know, how'd you do it? Or did you ever want anything more? And his dad said, I really wish I'd had a more comfortable chair. I've always <laughs> thought of that. And so if you want a more comfortable chair in your life, God damn it, ask for one. I'm totally fine with well, that. How have we not covered that movie, by the way? Well, we probably like, should. I love Jerry Maguire. Um, can I, like, super quickly just call dibs on that, too? Unless yeah. you're too mad at me during this conversation, because no. it's one of my absolute favorites. I'm only I'm only mad at you uh, calling Rex Manning a pig just because. Uh, I, I honestly I came into this thinking like, oh yeah, it's got that disgusting scumbag of a man. And then I see him come in here, and even the fans that come up to him are like, "My mom liked you. You're old. You're hideous. I would never listen to your music." And I'm thinking, I, you know, he doesn't freak out and like attack anyone. He just sits there and takes it. And so for two hours, finally, no, you know, he takes it all out on poor Debbie Mazar. Like. Well, she's paid for it. Oh, my God, my hair, this asshole, he's the worst. He cut my hair wrong. Like, oh, everything is terrible. Why am I in this store? Like, because you agreed to be here. Shut up and do your job. I don't really, I don't really want to, like, look, that's, that is (laughs) as laughable coming from you two telling people to do their jobs. See? See? How does it feel? (laughs) I just, uh, you know, in this climate, watching it now. I would have expected a lot. Maybe that makes it quaint, but like the celebrity asshole who like comes to our small town, I would have expected far worse than, Hey, can I have a different chair and please stop calling me? Oh, it would be way worse if the movie was made today. Absolutely. Especially, especially that, that particular scene would be way, way worse. But I think, you know, a lot of it is, is the fact that she wants this amazing romantic moment 
and they're coming from such different places. And I think the movie depends on the fact that they've made him out to be a complete asshole before this moment. This is not the moment where you're supposed to realize, oh, he's a jerk. This is just one more step. This is just like, oh, and he doesn't even like kiss her first. Like he just unzips his pants. Like, okay, let's. They're like eight feet apart too. She awkwardly stands across the room. Do you want me to like, what do you want me to do here? Like, you know, Not you know, often does someone put like a plate of lasagna in front of me and then they undress in front of me without a word. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'm in nine and a half weeks now. I didn't realize I thought I was getting ready to have a meal. Let me just, let me just get this straight super quickly. So nice. I can't wait for this. So you are on the side of Rex Manning. That is your favorite character. No, it's not my favorite character. That is, no, that's the character that you choose to defend. Out of all, <laughs> out of great. all the characters in this fucking movie, with the exception mm. of Joe, you're well, like, I like yeah, Deborah. Rex Manning. I mean, he's not too bad a guy. <laughs> he's. I don't feel like he should be attacked when he comes out of that room, as if as if he's like assaulted. She's a, a high school student. Wait, who's the high school student? Gina and uh, Corey. They're high school students. Uh, are they really? That's, yes. Yep. She's going to Harvard. That's why she's doing calculus. Uh, I remember. He's a, yeah, he's gross. Well. He doesn't know that. <laughs> oh my god! He definitely no. knows that. He Does he? Knows that. Yeah. I mean, they certainly look very, very young, and they're working. I don't think Gina record does. Star, I, I would have said, uh, I don't know how old. You know, hey, this is just like a year before Jerry Maguire. She's got a kid. She's a single mom. She's she says working. she's the oldest twenty-three-year-old in the world. Is that what she say says in Jerry Maguire? <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's fine for Rex. You know, it's it's. <laughs> Look, I'm not making these choices myself. Uh, I don't the like his music. You defend, I swear to God. I, I defend it just in the sense that that's, that becomes some rallying cry for the whole group. That's like he's come in and like done something to them. And I'm like, no, you all have done but this it, to each other. In, but it's in addition to everything else he's done already. He's already been a jerk for the entire time he's shown up. This and is the last the, straw. Yeah, and I'd say the rally cry for the whole group is like, let's not be a music town. That's kind of the whole point of the entire one life in a day <laughs> and by records let's uh yeah let's let's uh take the money that rex has brought to our store <laughs> and try, try to wow. run him out of town like a frankenstein monster the poor misunderstood <laughs> frankenstein monster with the terrible hair i don't know it just like it goes back to that my general feeling that it's like there's like a target that they set up but it's just sort of like aimless like they just like we need to have these characters redirect their rage at something when really, I mean, they're, they're the reason for the state of things in this, in this small store, like you have one of them, the poor Ethan Embry character doesn't even know how to work a register. I don't know what he does. And it's like, you, you know, that's why it's, it's fantasy. This movie is fantasy for that particular time of life when it's like, I'm kind of stepping into adulthood, but mm-hmm. I also don't want any of the responsibility at all. But then I want to complain about the people who are responsible. It just, you know. I feel like that now. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you're, you are icky. You're icky like the rest of them. And uh, for the record, <laughs> record, he's a, he's a cleaner. He's the cleaner of the store. Yeah, he's got some quarters he can pick up. I know that. <laughs> the floor. Terrible. No, but but, I, think, know, honestly, I think the I point... I think the point of that moment that you're so upset about, Mike, for some reason, is like every other thing that comes up in this, it's about them banding together 
and helping one another, just like the fake funeral is, just like the, you know, trying to make money to save the store. And this, they all band together and they all help one another when they feel like one of them has been wronged or one of them has been going through something. It's a community. That's like the whole point of this movie is this community. What I'm saying is Rex didn't do have any part of this. You know what? Well, fuck Rex Manning. Don't, thank don't you. Here to bend, what, to bend what they need to band together is against each you know other. What, Mike? You know what, Mike? Say no more, Mona Moore. <laughs> yes. Let's just. <laughs> you know, maybe may, may be a good friend. Don't don't slut shame your friend. You know, for her choices, and, oh and you know, God. other friend, don't uh, you know accuse them of being some sort of speed freak and. Uh, that is, you know, they're just simple things. <laughs> that is, a t- <laughs> I feel like you've learned nothing or you've learned everything from Empire Records. Too. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. To, <laughs> to lash out immediately. Even AJ, even our romance here. Like, it's almost like you chose this guy over me. Well, dude, have a fucking conversation with her. If you're all like best friends, you know, what do you like just spend <laughs> like Dave, you, you work, let's say you work with your best friend. Mm-hmm. You're, you all share the, like two or three rooms together. Do you just let, you know, six hours go past before you even like say, Hey, what's up? Or do you hit them with, guess what? I love you. <laughs> like while they're already think, crying about think, something else. Yeah. I think there's an in-between. I think there's a, <laughs> there's a happy middle somewhere in there. I don't know. Uh, that maybe you all are, the only thing you all have convinced me of is that maybe I do like Lucas more than I would just wish he was mute, but like at cool. the very least he did try to do something. It was stupid. But he was trying to save their little community. That's the thing. When I when I watched this, I was like, "Oh, Mike's gonna love Lucas because he tried to do something. Mm. He, you know, he, he failed, but he really made the attempt. It was misguided and foolish, but he tried." I think it's a better movie if you lose if you don't have Lucas or AJ, you combine the two. And the reason he was trying to save the store is because he wants to keep that moment in time where he is with Corey and he's with all of his best friends. But instead, you make him like the smart-ass Greek chorus that never really says anything of value. He does something of value, but then when he's asked about it, he's just evasive. Like, to, it's so annoying for like 90 minutes. He just like, just speak your fucking mind, man. Stop. And we even got into Warren. You got the kid that shows up with a gun and <laughs> tries to sell CDs, and it's just, it's just a mess. This whole thing was a mess. Well, like that goes to my earlier point that you don't really need exposition or setup for this one day. Like there's a kind of a random line that almost could be exposition where AJ says, what's up with you today? Yesterday you were normal. And today you're like the Chinese guy from the Karate Kid. Like he what's kind of with says, today, like, today, today, there's today. the line. It's it. So I good. But like, but that's the whole point is that that is not his personality, Mike. That's not how he usually is. Like it's, you know what I mean? So it's, it, and that they give us that small little uh, clue to set that by. And honestly, like to your point, this is not like a good movie. You know what I mean? Thank you everyone at like, Grand Gesture Pod, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Listen, it's not a good movie, but it's just like, you know, candy's not good for you, but I still have my favorites and I want a fucking Milky Way. And this is like the Milky Way of movies for me. Don't say that. I like Milky Ways. It's uh, <laughs> like a Mars bar or something. How about that? No, it is my Milky Way. And a you're just going to have to accept my truth, Mike. <laughs> I don't accept that. I accepted when you said this is not a good movie. And I was going with you to the candy thing, but I really like Milky Ways. No, I just, I love it. You know, it's, um, it feels like a friend. It's, it's a comfort. good movie. It's a comfort yeah. movie. For sure. And to me, it's great. And I absolutely love it. I'll never like, I don't know. Like, I'm not telling you 
Mike, that you're wrong for not liking it because but, you have but you, are. you are. <laughs> but no, like more than anything, it's like you're just totally missing the entire point of these characters in this movie, which honestly is kind of nothing. There is no point. It is I as think, empty as the calories in a Milky Way. I think this is this movie is the perfect example of the difference between my favorite movies and the best movies. Like, is this the best movie ever made? No, it no. is close, but it's definitely one of my favorites. And it, it pains me that you movie. even have to bring that up, Dave. Like, is this it, like uh, clickbait title? Is Empire <laughs> Records the best movie ever made? Buzzfeed. Uh, <laughs> and then just ellipsis. No, no. But, well, there's a bunch of gifs or gifs. If Dave's going to correct me on how to pronounce that. I'm not going to say anything. You can say it however you want. Either way works. It's fine. I think technically GIFs is right. If you if you're to believe the guy who created the actual format, <laughs> which is probably some like six year old nope, nope sorry computer programmer. Right, and they, well, I just remember the article came out. Shut up, one of those, nerd! You don't get to call it. It was it was very much like that. It's like we finally asked the guy who like you know came up with this or whatever, and he was like, "Well, I always called it GIF," and they're like, "You're wrong. That's so stupid. Why would you call it that?" And it's like, "Why would you even ask this poor old man?" Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Just a setup, like whatever he said, someone was gonna yell sure. at him. So this fine. this poor poor old man. I uh, I feel bad for all of us involved because I just feel like... <laughs> hey, I was happy I, I got I, to watch it again. It was great. Thanks, yeah, Mike. and I I feel bad for you because you know that after this, I'm just gonna ask you how this is not exactly Mallrats. Okay, we'll, another we'll do, movie that I live. We'll, we'll next time we get together, we're going to do Jerry Maguire and Mallrats. We'll do those. Oh too. my we'll, god! We'll get into you know the further adventures of Gina when she was an upstanding citizen and you know met Tom Cruise because that's what happens when you're an upstanding <laughs> citizen. That's how you get rewarded. Uh, sure. Not with this freak show and Empire Records. And uh, I'm I sorry, can't... Tom Cruise is a reward. Oh boy, ninety six Tom Cruise. Well. <laughs> that's a separate thing. I was about to say that was peak Tom Cruise. Right? Maybe Top Gun. I don't know. There's different peaks. And there's definitely some valleys for Tom Cruise, but sure. is that a is that a height joke? Is that Dave? Stop being mean. No, <laughs> Jesus. Dang. You're like one of these young punks. Just like, can you just let something be good? Like, you know, Rex no. Manning was like once Empire good. Records. Good. Rex Manning, yes. uh, he was good at one point, and then they made him evil. Apparently, <laughs> chased oh, him yeah. out with like pitchfork. Yeah, the poor innocent <laughs> Rex, Rex Manning, Manning. Who wants to bang high school chicks. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't know. Just like uh, Ben Affleck's character in Mallrats. <laughs> oh, thought she was, thought my she was... <laughs> God. Right there in the same movie. <laughs> she told me she was 36. <laughs> hey, see, Bruce. I like to pick up girls on the rebound. From a disappointing relationship. They're, they're more vulnerable. They're much more in need of solace. And they're uh, fairly open to suggestion. And I use that to fuck them someplace. Fairly uncomfortable. Well, like the back of a Volkswagen. No. Oh, no, that's a guy. That's a guy I understand. Understand what makes him tick. (laughs) Ben Affleck character. See, now that, okay. He would definitely defend Rex Manning. You're right. True. No, Ben Affleck in Mallrats. That is, like, in my skewed mind, my memory of Empire Records, that's the type of guy I thought Rex Manning was. I thought it was that type of guy. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, he's just... He's just kind of sad and old, but that's about it. But they make him out to be like this monster. They're all, they're all terrible people. He's oh. a monster, my kids. You're the monster. Well, that's also true. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. 
<laughs> well, thank you for uh, listening to this. I think there was some sort of arc to our episode with that, where we <laughs> round around. We spent a lot of time on Rex Manning. We figured out Mike was wrong. That's the arc. <laughs> I think she was 18. You know, at least he, at least Rex Manning didn't say she was 36. You know, he was <laughs> being a total asshole. It's like the ultimate low bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, was, is that actually the age he says, Jesse? Yes. I just assumed Smith would go for an easy 37 joke there. I just thought if he was one off there, why not just say 37? All right. That'll do it. Um, I don't know how I'm going to cut that together. Does that include me? <laughs> Sorry. There we go. There's an ending. <laughs>